Season premiere, winter season 2018, Pax Terry Morning Coffee with Mario show. I want to say it's great to be back. It's great to be back. And just because we're back, I decided to dress up for you. So, special time. <laughs> and we've been rehearsing. I had all kind of intros, too, because, see, Vic, you. being back, I wasn't sure I had stuff <clears throat> kind of, you know, what was going to be perfect for the, re- the return. So, Alexa was going to help me. Alexa. Hmm. Alexa, drum roll. Is that it? We're back! That's it, huh? How about that? That was... Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was wonderful, man. That was wonderful. Oh, there was another one. Okay, I'll try this. Okay. Alexa, sing morning cough. Good morning. Shit. Sorry, I don't know that. Uh, Alexa, sing good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. That's it. Huh? Well, that's what I can say. Wow. So, welcome, you guys. We're back for 2018. We've been doing a bunch of stuff, Vic. We have, and I wanted them to know that we have been doing a bunch of stuff while we're off. And, and even though it seemed like that time off, it seemed like it went so fast. Yeah, yeah, it did, did man. But we have major stuff. We've got major stuff that we've done for 2018. And you know, I don't know about you guys. Uh, life, you know, I used the I used the beginning of the year as to mark a change. Right. You know, I try to acknowledge change and tell myself it's a new year. I'm going to try to make some improvements. I'm not so big, big. I don't know about you, but I'm not so big on resolutions. Right. But I am big on goals. Okay. So the whole thing is resolutions versus goals, you right. know? Right. Because there's all kinds of things. Like, for example, last year I had gotten it down to a simple to-do list. Okay? Right. Okay, for example, uh, Alexa, read my to-do list. You have six items on your to-do list. Here are the five most recent. Do's. Remember to keep toilet seat up. Mm. Finish watching every Flintstone episode. Mm. Sleep in the wet spot. Scratch and sniff. Would you like to hear your last item? Yes, yes, please. Get off my ass and jam. Yes, okay, yes. That's my team. That's 2017. 
Yeah. I still haven't got through all the Flintstones. I still haven't got through all the Flintstones. But that's, so some of y'all, you make unreasonable resolutions. There's a lot of young people going, what's a Flintstone? Well, you know, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. what's a computer? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. Google it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, anyway, but I, some of you, Vic, and people we know, I think they get a little kind of a bad attitude around the New Year's because they make unreasonable expectations. Mm. They let the Julian calendar affect their brain. Well, yeah. Okay. As opposed to, like, I believe in incremental steps. Don't don't try to hit home runs. Like, don't tell yourself, okay, my New Year's resolution is to lose 30 pounds. Right, right. Say right. my New Year's resolution is to make steps toward eating better. Right. Okay? Yeah. Because there's Because there's things that you could do. So I actually found an article. Okay? I actually found an article that... uh listed some New Year's resolutions that I actually thought were good. And I posted it on my Facebook. I did post it. Okay. And so I have I have it right here. And it's one, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, one. Listen, breathe, listen. Okay. In other words, Patience. all of us can, yes, and all of us can practice being better listeners. Because a lot of times, when you're in a discussion with someone, you're not really listening. You're just waiting for your turn to speak. Right. <laughs> you know, you're, they're speaking, and you're, you can't wait to respond. Who do you think is more like that, New Yorkers or people in California? <clears throat> I'm just New, York, yeah, New York, hey. where being an asshole is an I, art form. I, I just was saying. I just <laughs> said, you It's know. an art form <laughs> in New York. Just say it, man. So I won't comment on that. <laughs> and I have one, except my family. Because my family in New York and Philadelphia, they are the most wonderful people. Right. The most wonderful, wonderful, right. beautiful, loving, aging very well. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, listen, breathe, listen, right? Mm-hmm. So these are, these, are the, these are the things that they're suggesting as our resolutions for 2018. Okay. Prioritize your A team. That means look around at the people in your life right. who are your regular pe- people that are your supporters, your encouragers, right. and start to prioritize them. Like prioritize their events. Do something nice for them. Let them know they're important. Right. Show up at their events. That kind of thing. Prioritize your A team. Right. And then the third one, which is the was the hardest. For me, assume the best, not the worst. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the point: when we usually assume the worst because it's a protective mechanism, but the whole point is too that if things fall through, you're gonna still feel just as bad as if you feel as if you. In other words, we we don't want to assume the best because we're afraid of being hurt. But if the things occur that are gonna hurt us, we're gonna feel bad. Either way. Okay. Nice. I like that. In other words, right? Like, in other words, if you're worried that the person you're in a relationship is a flake, if they turn out to be a flake, you're going to be hurt either way. You might as well have the moment. It's better for self to assume the best for that person. Right. What's the worst that can happen is that you'll be wrong. 
See, that's really the worst. See, we know, in other words, what is the risk? I tried to think about it because when I read this, that one is, I tell you, this one was hard for me because <laughs> it's not my personality. I don't assume the best. Are you applying that to business as well? Mm. Yes, sir. Sometimes. I just. Even though I think. Oh, go Over. On. Mine is this. If you're going to select something, over deliver. Don't go. Well, that's about to say for you and I, we have we set such a high standard for ourselves and deliver constantly that in everybody else's opinion, we already have done. You know, the only ones that's going to criticize you and I are going to be you and I. We're going to be wanting to be better because that's our nature. Who's your people? I, I you must be getting an earful. I'm not getting those messages. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead and assume the best. How's that? All right, all right. And the fourth one, be easy to love. Right. Try to be easy to love. In other words, think about it. There are things that we do that make it difficult to love us. We can try to let those barriers down. Mm. Okay. And then the fifth one was for couples. Engage in mutual spoilage. Okay. Okay. In fact, one of the suggestions that they had is if you try to look regularly for things that your significant does that maybe is actually more work for them, and see if you could just take one of those off of their plate every now and then. Just see, especially the ones that you could do easily. I wonder if they don't have a plate for you. Then you might have to look deeper. <laughs> you might have to look deeper. I'm just saying. Well, okay. That's cool, though. That's well, it's cool. not, you know, and it's not going to get you far. It's not going to get you everywhere. But no. it's better than those fake, you know. Yeah, I agree. So there you go. Yeah. So everybody, we want you. So come on, get out there. Try to have good resolutions. Uh, I know. Look, one of my resolutions is to dress better. Oh yeah, you had already, but you already had, you had already done that transition way last year, man. You already did. Well, you know. What yeah. can I say? All right, you guys. Member update. Now, Vic, we're up to four thousand four hundred and ninety-five members. Okay. Cool. At Paxterio TV. Go there, join you guys. And we have 2,400 members at Club Pack Stereo. Okay, good. So as you can see, the membership, our community is growing. We want to thank you all for coming and being a part of that. All right. I think we're ready for the latest slideshow animation. Got to have those slideshow animations. Here's the, 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 well, this the last one we did. None yet for this year. The holiday season that we just enjoyed. Take a look, take a listen.
latest one I did featuring the the photographic vision of my partner in crime Victor Allen going to I know you love it I love doing it wow yes we do hey so uh Vic what do you have coming up today 
Uh, you mean, uh, uh, let me just, first of all, hey, you guys, happy Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. It's the holiday. I know all you guys are out there probably in your communities going to get down there in your parade vehicles and your parade walks. Oh, wonderful. Happy, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, there is a rule. They are posting a, um, a, a claim that the police do not want to see any thong dancers. So I just want to let y'all know. No thongs. That's about it. All right, on the sports scene, man, uh, is no this real? <laughs> no thoughts. <laughs> on the sports scene, really? I don't care what anybody say. I heard all the reasons and excuses. I watched that Minnesota game. I watched the Saints. I think everybody was in the streets going like this. Ten seconds to go. It's over. Oh, I know that was Marcus. I felt- I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Marcus. <laughs> Ray Marcus. All right, look. I'll, I'm going to say, dude, man, look. You know we're going to talk about it. I'm going to look at all the reasons when you're a rookie, how this is going to stay with you for the rest of your life. It's a play called the whiffed tackle. We're going to talk about that. We're going to hit the other uh, games as well as Jacksonville because they're just not defense. And the Steeler Nation may be turning its focus over to uh their safety. <laughs> I won't say his name. Mike. <laughs> Sometimes you don't want to look past Jaguars and say you can't wait to play the Patriots. We're going to talk about that, too. And, uh, you know, we're just going to do some catching up because we haven't been live here. We've been off since the holidays. And then the hot picks. You know, I have to play catch up because it's my it's my commitment to follow a move, the movement because it's important. We're all around it. The Me Too movement, but specifically some of the reasons the opposition takes their stance it's not for me or anyone else, the males, to get into this position of what we think someone should do. We're just going to highlight what some are saying, and there's a crazy regret in one of them. And you, this this one caught me by surprise, so we're going to hit that with hot picks, man. Well, that sounds pretty good. Well, in the news, I'm going to be hitting sexual harassment, you know, and, as, and in my own personal reaction to the Seal versus Oprah comments, uh, I was going to actually raise the issue, are we really part of the problem, and what are, what, are our, what are our responsibilities, and what do we really do, so it'll be a little heavy as we talk about that, and also I'm going to talk a little bit also about the fire and fury, because I've got some comments, I was supposed to, actually I was behind on everything, well, and we'll bring, we'll, we'll bring, more, we'll have more of that next week, because I had some folks who who had commented on Fire and Fury, now that they've read it, they were talking about the previous broadcast we did last year, 522. Right. That when the, the Fire and Fury reminded them of our broadcast. Okay. So that was really hot. So so we'll talk a little about that. About that. And also the shit, the shithole countries, now they're trying to say he said shit house. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So that's what I'm going to be talking mm. about a little bit mm. uh, today. Okay. And I was going to try a little bit, too, of do this other thing, Vic, that I called this new thing. It may not work. What is that? It's the Facebook rapid fire. In other words, I was going to do a two minutes of going through Facebook posts that I had made recently mm-hmm. and pointing out stuff because I do so many postings. Okay. And it's a way to connect my audience to the Facebook page. So you're highlighting many of you are watching right now. You're highlighting the comments. 
Because no, well, 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 if there is comments, I'm, I'm hey. highlighting the postings. Hey, man, if you don't, hey, you guys, y'all didn't know this. He said y'all up, set you up a long time ago. You guys are going to be highlighted anyway. Yeah, so Vic, <laughs> we know, you know, Vic is right. Follow, pay attention, pay attention, <laughs> pay attention. Hey, so I got to mention too, at Facebook right now, PMC is, the, is, in, is in the house He's over there, and he sent in a comment for the news section that we'll be mentioning later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, brother from another mother in Pittsburgh, where it was cold, but it was, I didn't see snow. Okay. Then, when we watched the game, right, we saw cold, but we didn't see snow. No. Okay, Cassie Gady's there. You know, okay. she's down to go headed down to Philly. All right. I don't live in Philly. No, my well, she's talking to PMC. I got family in Philly, so Cassie's headed, hanging down, to, headed down to Philly. My cousin Leon was just here. I love my cousin, yeah. and he was just here. And he's my one of the my connection to the East Coast side. Who's over got there? Got to say hi to all them and my aunties. So well, I wow. feel well, I feel bad for those who who are suffering from the mudslides because sometimes when you say that word mudslide. Until you see how big the boulders are, it really should say rock slide on mud. Unbelievable. I feel so bad because it's like the one-two punch, man. It's like they got hit with the fire and uh, and a lot of these people who were devastated were sleeping and woke up to something that hasn't happened in their community. So why would you expect it? And so you hear the stories or you go read the stories about how some were actually giving you exactly what happened from each house, their own experience. If you had to go, go quickly and just let it go. But it's it's amazing. Devastating. You think about the stuff like even with water. That's what happens when you have the floods and surges that just stuff in that water. Yeah. And the mud, there's bricks, nails, boards and Vic. When they had the Mount St. Helens eruption, yeah. I was watching a documentary a little while back. It was boiling hot mud. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was boiling. That's right. That's right. They have a boiling name. Boiling hot mud. You're like, mm-hmm. boiling, you go like boiling hot. Yeah, boiling like hot mud. Yeah. Come rolling down the hill. Yeah. It is just fire. It's fire on wheels. We send our, we send, we send our prayers and blessings out to those folks. Who have been dealing so many natural disasters? I think there were there were before too, but now because of the communication, we're aware. You have an earthquake in Mexico City, you know, Vancouver, anywhere in the world, even you know Malaysia. We're going to know about it within sometimes minutes. You know what? Let me to follow your point more. You hit the nail on the head. You know, sometimes we're focused on the wrong man. Who presses the button? We should focus on that gentleman in Hawaii who pressed the wrong button. And when I say wrong button, I'm not laughing after this is not to hear the stories of what people are going through when he sent out that emergency alert, transition from one team to another, and he pressed the wrong button. Now, everybody was looking at Trump, right? Imagine 38 minutes. How long does it take to overreact? And what could have possibly happened? What was interesting to me, too, is the kind of reactions people had. Some people, because I don't do, I, well, you know, emergency yeah. services, so right. I don't do hysterical. But it's amazing the people who, in the middle of a crisis, 
stop and run in a little circle. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> just scream. Like, ah, <laughs> That's their response to crisis. <laughs> they just stop running in a little circle, scream. Ah! And so those are the ones you have to, like, knock them out. <laughs> just like, nobody, nobody was there to knock see, me medicine, out. I needed it. In medicine, we would do something else. But see, if in the middle of a crisis, they could kill you. If it's the middle of Man. a natural disaster, see, some of these people will. This is why you have accidents. They stop running to the, or driving to the middle of the high street and start spinning in a circle because they don't know what to do. World Where War Z. War, World War Z, I know. They're acting like yeah, that. Yeah, like that shit. You know, like, what, what was that for? So why would you just decide to, like, just drive into the wall? Because... Cause like you're scared. I'm scared. I'm just gonna drive into the wall. Oh yeah. Wait a <laughs> okay. minute. I, I've said this I'm story. Just saying, I, I said this story kill before. You. They'll kill you. I remember one day They'll in the you. studio upstairs. This is like a you know a long time ago. I had an ex girlfriend over here, and we had an earthquake. And I, I remember sitting in the chair, and that hit, and she dashed to the side of the room and stopped. I said, "Did you?" You okay now? <laughs> well, yeah, what was that going to do? She just straight to That's the, what I'm saying. She just stopped. And I said, feel better? And you know what? I'm not laughing. I'm yes, not you laughing. are. You asshole. <laughs> we are. I want to say hi to some of my other people I see on Facebook. Much kinder folks. Fitch. I can say hi to Audrey Parrish. Right. Marvin's out there. What's happening, Marvin? Our brother, uh, Sophia Janelle Taylor oh. and Leland Porter. Hey. There you go. Talent. VIP talent. I'm telling you. Intelligence. Facebook. Beauty. You got all the connections. Man. I, well, we'll see. Okay, you guys. Here's my latest. Okay, before we do the news, I got to tell you about this latest thing. Because I'm loving it. So I signed up for Masterclass. I don't know if you guys have seen any of the stuff about Masterclass, but it's a series of online classes which are really based on their video classes, but they all come with a workbook and printout materials. They also have a lot of online support things, for example, like a forum, a community forum, so you're supposed to meet and chat with other members of the class and talk about things in the class and those kinds of things. So there's a bunch of innovative support features, Vic, within the master class. Right. But look at some of the classes. Okay, for example, the ones I have Ron Howard teaching directing coming up. Right. Okay, that's not hasn't started yet. Okay. And I'm going to start with a good friend, this Gordon Ramsay teaches cooking class. Now, but I'm already in Aaron Sorkin's screenwriting class, which is helping me already with laying out in my my workflow right. for the writing that I'm doing now for the scripted short episodes that we have coming up right. that I'm doing revolving around the toys, okay. the artificially intelligent toys. So Sorkin's stuff is helping me with that. 35 lessons, Vic. It's 35 lessons, 35 videos. And let me tell you something. They have the workbook. So let me tell you how I'm cheating a little bit. Okay. I'm just watching the. I was doing the workbook. Like, okay, so I'm just going to watch all the videos, then come back and do the workbooks. Gotcha. Only because I and the inches are moving fast because I want to cover a bunch of stuff. And but the classes I'm in are Aaron Sorkin, Steve Martin, on comedy. Okay. Wonderful stuff. Okay. Annie Leibovitz, Leibovitz, 
Annie Leibovitz, you know, uh, his uh, a photographic icon. Right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, her class. All right. And they also have classes like, look at this. You could take Steph Curry, teaches shooting, ball handling, and scoring. Okay. 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 Dead Dead Mouse. Uh, electronic music production. David Mamet. Uh, dramatic writing. Werner Herzog. Uh, filmmaking. Shonda Rhimes. Television. Hans Zimmer. Film scoring. Mark Jacobs. Fashion design. Reba McIntyre. Country music. Here's Herbie Hancock. Jazz. Right. Christina Aguilera. Singing. They have Usher here somewhere. D- Diane von Furstenberg. I'm gonna watch. The, I'm gonna watch ones people wouldn't see. I like to learn different things. Right. Also, part of our culture here, Pack Stereo, is that we embrace learning. And I, you know, I'm one of those people who stated in medicine got me in that right. frame of mind to learn forever. Right. Never stop learning. Right, just never stop. So I want. I'm definitely because I watched her reality show. I'm definitely going to watch Diane von Furstenberg, because it, in talking about building a fashion brand, that's still relevant to what we do here at Paxtero. It's still totally relevant. You know, all of them have these these little pearls, like Steve Martin too. They uh, they all have these little pearls about their lives. I would love to see. Um uh, something that also says which how successful are they in dealing with the present day social media and how they apply that to their careers and their position, whether it's pro con or they're they're very aggressive or not. That would have a lot because I believe in transference of not just what you do in your area, but how well you're seeking to do well in other areas. I believe because I never can. Not you know, learn enough. What's interesting is that one of the interesting features is that they allow for uh, office hours where you get to submit questions to them. Right. They actually are seeking questions to have the have the you know the, the people instructing the class right. respond to those questions. That's the kind of stuff I was telling you that you and I. Somehow, when you and I write questions, whenever I write questions for stuff like that, right. my questions always get chosen. I mean, right. historically, I mean, I don't know why. Somehow, maybe it's what I ask right. or the way I phrase it. But, you know, you too. You have those kind of questions that they're seeking. And so they're, and so they're addressing all of that. The one thing, I, one, thing, one thing, like I said, for me, the uniqueness is that even for what you're getting, and I have the all access all access pass, which I think was like a hundred and eighty dollars for the year. So for the year, I can watch everything. Okay, so the one thing I would say, you get to at least find out what they think is important. May not be what you you know, and that's actually what you're going there sort of to me for when you do when you take when you study under a master. Right. You're really seeking their wisdom, their knowledge, the way they do things and why. And so then you can shift to a different master. Oh, yeah, no, I completely understand. And get some other things. But uh, they do allow for you to submit those things during the office hours. Yeah. And you would get a chance and and maybe be featured. Oh, yeah, no, I got it. I mean, I I absolutely agree. It's always, it kind of reminds me of how, 
a lot of um, sports jocks, uh, whether they're young, old, or whatever, automatically are gravitated to golf. They don't worry about, you know, how they may look or whatever. They'll go and play golf. So it's always interesting to find out how they may feel about the new media since it's sitting right in front of them as well. So, yeah, I agree. That's why... um and I think there's ways they were talking about sharing some of the stuff. That's why we have to look at maybe presenting those questions. Yeah. Because, you know, like I said, from a lot of folks, it's a random idea. But somehow when we do it, we always get our stuff chosen. Right. <laughs> That's right. historically it. Right. So we might as well go on and submit some questions to them about social media. Because I have that there for all of them. Yeah. Steve Martin talks about how he was adjusting. That's part of what his story was about yeah. the things he was adjusting to. That's and the important. areas in which he was yelling. He was not he's his thing was he was particularly not talented at anything. Right. So he tried to just do the best he could with acting silly. Right. Like, you know, playing the banjo. He said I couldn't sing, I couldn't dance. Right. I couldn't sit I couldn't really act. <laughs> so so he said, and I listened to him, reminds me of conversations you and I had right. about how we were in the early days. Oh, yeah. And especially to be in, you know, look, every, most people want to be in something where they get a lot of adulation, a lot of recognition. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fuel. So a lot of times, you know, you end up saying, you know, there's the other side where people go, hey, look, I'm not worried about trying to get in the field. I just want to see how are you transitioning with the new field? It's like going from the silent films to the talkies, from radio to this. How are you adjusting personally? Forget whether you're going to be good or not. Philosophically, I like to see what they're thinking about because it's here, and it that's also is a stepping just, stone. And so it's just a matter of we should just phrase it, but that's such a wonderful question to submit mm-hmm. to them. So everybody go take a look. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm embracing it. We have I have the all access the year that for one you could pay see it's either like ninety dollars a class mm-hmm. thick or you could pay one eighty okay and just get all of it for okay. a year so you know it's not you know cheap oh well, no well that's my opinion I thought it was to me yeah. it was inexpensive for what you're getting all of those people and right. I, and I got all those people I'm gonna take the like I said I'm gonna take the cooking right I'm looking at the photo all of that's helping me. Even photography, it's still her approach to how she did, which she did all those John Lennon, Yoko Ono's, and all that famous oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, I know about You know, it. so you get to, for her, when you listen to her philosophies right. of living, right. how she goes about taking pictures, it's not about setting always this F stop or this aperture. Un- just yeah. approach. Well, you know, I think it's great, man. I, I, and I think you gave a good reason. For your motivation and how you're going in that direction. And it also will answer and address the women who are saying that he's not taking me out on dates anymore. He says, he, I just say he moved his budget to somewhere else. <laughs> are y'all ready for some news? Y'all crazy. Because he was happy here at Pax Terrio. Y'all ready for some news? I guess so, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we already did some news. Good news. Good news, bad news, other shit. Bad news. They say the flu is worse this year. 
They say the flu is worse, sending more people into the hospital. I remind people, even in previous years, the flu was killing around, somewhere around 35,000 people a year. Mm-hmm. That's why they have a whole flu program, people. Now, we had this discussion because I had to, I had used to have this discussion a lot. If you if if you are young and vigorous and healthy, you know, traditionally you could withstand these diseases better. This year seems to be affecting some young folks particularly severely. But if you're older with other underlying diseases like heart disease or asthma, lung, then you damn sure got to get this flu shot. Even though they're not 100% effective, it's still better than nothing, and you need to do something. You know, you can also avoid contact with other human beings, which has worked for me so far. (laughs) But, you know, it's important. Flu shot's out there. Go get it. I know Kaiser's doing it everywhere. You can get it at CVS. They got everywhere you go. Spend the money. You can get it in the market, I think, for a bunch of places, 20 bucks. Okay. That's good. You know, so that think about that. You know, you might be just passing through the mall, flu shot, twenty five. Go. You know. Yeah. Okay. So the news, you guys, since we've been off and we've been off on hiatus, it's almost impossible to summarize what's been going on because it's been Trump, 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 Trump stuff on and on. But the and 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 that's been if anything, contested for the news attention by the sexual harassment, let's call it revolution at this point. The sexual harassment revolution that started with Harvey Weinstein and and, and women coming forward in ways, again, unprecedented. I guess you should have known by the women protests that occurred earlier last year that women were being and feeling more empowered Mm-hmm. And stepping forth, and and because of that, we were shaping and redefining a lot of these issues. But for a lot of things, a lot of people, this was news and revelations and shock. But much like racism, which we always talk about, for black people, it was not so much news. For the people who are not affected by it, it, it was news. So much the same for sexual harassment. For the people who are affected by it, which is almost all women in their lifetime will be harassed in some way. Mm-hmm. They know it. But I can tell you, almost all people of color are going to experience racism. What, we're, what people are going to come to understand is that these experiences, as mirrored as they are, affect a lot of people yeah. at a time. Yeah. So all of these things. So sexism, racism, all of these things always are affecting a lot of people all Mm -hmm. the time. As part of this movement, because to me, in the course of reacting to events, there's a pendulum. And the pendulum swings to the far corners. And And ultimately, though, the pendulum slows down and ends up in the middle. So you tend to have a bigger response, which some people might say an over-response. Right now, that's part of the sexual harassment thing. Some people are worried about it going too far. That's just like civil rights, right? People were, were always worried about it going too far. 
And that's one of the things they're doing now. Mm. But the pendulum has to swing. So for a moment, we may have to be over-focused, if you want to call it that, before we cool back off to an area somewhere in the middle. Some people say, well, it's going to, how are we, men are not going to want women around for fear of doing the wrong thing. Yeah, and they'll get over that. And that's a bunch of bullshit that that, that should exclude you anyway, right? Because you're supposed to be excluded because they're afraid. Give me a break. That's like, no offense, I can tell you that's the same thing about black people. They said the same things. We can't have black people on this boardrooms because it'll make the white folks uncomfortable. You know, there was a phase like that, okay? Oh, there yeah. absolutely was. So the fact that having women around makes men uncomfortable should be and is, uh, to me, irrelevant. Force them to get over it. We will get over it. Again, as the pendulum swings, I must admit, Vic, mm-hmm. that my background is a little bit unique in the sense that I was a pediatrician and much of my training was by excellent female instructors. Right. Who are renowned at L.A. County Hospital. Right. LAC USC Medical Center. My program in pediatrics, some of the, my most excellent instructors wow. were women. And no, no offense, those babes didn't take no shit, didn't need no help. Right. And they were leaders. Right. And taught me. So... I know and have learned, starting with my mama, the value of women that were strong. Mm-hmm. So, they're, so they're out there. But my point for this episode is, as part of the revolution, like we said, the pendulum swings, everybody's focused, everybody's tense, everybody's nervous. So everybody tends to point fingers. Now let me just say something. This is the other thing. Commenting on something is, not, is interpreted as pointing a finger. And it may not be. Think about it. So you're asked a question. You're responding to an issue. You make a point about that issue in which you may mention someone. In so many ways, that's, and people see that as pointing a finger. And it so often is not pointing a finger. So the, the controversy that came up with Oprah was that after Oprah's speech, there are people who criticized her as being a friend of Harvey Weinstein. And also that people like Bill Clinton was her, were her friends. Okay? Okay? And Seal made a comment not really directly at her, and people took it out of context and blew that up. And I don't even want to revisit that because his whole point was he wasn't attacking Oprah. He's come out again. I posted that on Facebook, too. Maybe we'll go there. But uh, there's this issue about people who have associated with people of sexual harassment. I thought about it, Vic, and I had to comment. I had to comment because when I, when I sit and ponder these kinds of things, I try to be very open in terms of my own integrity and honesty. And one of the things that I have said is that all of us, absolutely all of us, give some folks a pass. If you don't think you do, you're lying. Your loving grandmother, who makes all those very horrible 
homophobic comments <laughs> about faggots. <laughs> or your very loving uncle that's so blatantly racist. So blatantly racist. Or your loving aunt who adores you who's so overtly anti-Semitic. <laughs> See, we all have people around us who cross lines and do the wrong things. We can't, we don't spend, we can try to distance ourselves at moments, but I, if you have a, even a normal family, it's too big, it's, it's too many. Now, I'm not saying that as an excuse. I'm saying we should more or less embrace what I consider to be more constructive criticism and that there are ways to constructively attempt to move the people that we love and care for in a positive direction. If you're a woman and you're going to say you know no women who attempt to manipulate men, you're a lie. Are you very sheltered or you ain't looking? If you're a man and you're going to say you don't know no men who are womanizers, oh, give me them. Come on. Real, come on. Really? Really? Now we have to get with our definitions, right? Of what's a womanizer, what's not. You know, the woman, you know, some men are... Whatever we accuse the other sex of, being a gold digger, if you're a woman, you say you don't ne you've never met any women like that. Really? <laughs> My point being is that we all are guilty on some level of giving someone a pass <laughs> for being one of these things that we're honest. We ain't gonna correct our loving uncle. <laughs> you know, we just go like, oh, you know, what is what you do? You do what I do. What most of you do, we go, oh, <laughs> Well, you just try to move forward. You got to get through the Thanksgiving dinner. You got to get through Christmas holidays. So, you know, hey, your uncle is a Trump supporter. <laughs> you got to learn not to discuss Trump then. Let's be real. The constructive point I'm saying is let's not attack each other to evaluate how well we've responded to issues like this because we're all guilty. That's what I, that's my point. You could try to point out I mean if we look if we know each other well enough, you could find some area to say, "Well, you didn't respond well to this. How about you you were sleeping with that sexist, racist, so-and-so. <laughs> I mean, we got them. Everybody got them. So, I don't know. We, I think we, one of the things is that we got to look at this and not point the finger and not tear each other. Attack. Let's recognize, let's use these issues to assess ourselves. Think what things that we could do better and acknowledge the areas in which we are all flawed. I can tell you I've been around some, because I'm a, a black a supporter of things that are African-American and black, I've been around black people who say some very racist things. 
in what they thought was loving black folks. Sometimes you have to, you, in the old days, you have to re, used to have to remind some black folks that loving black folks and hating white folks are two different things mm-hmm. <laughs> and not even necessarily related. Okay. <laughs> All right. Not even necessarily related. That's just a fact. So we do it too. Just like some people would like their chance of being slave owners. The press often become the oppressors. <laughs> That's not constructive. But we all know, again, these people. So I think the dialogue should be about what we could do is try to remind them that we feel differently. And the other thing I would say, try to mix up your associates. Because, you know, one of the things that forces you, in my experience, to check your racism and your biases have some friends. Have some women friends that you see being affected by sexism and harassment. That'll make you act different. If you black, have a white friend. See what they go through in their world. And talk about the difference. If you white, have a black friend. All of a sudden, see, when you love somebody who's of a different group, you can't talk about them the same. Go on and love you a Jew or a Muslim. Now how do you feel about the political topics? You have to tread more lightly. Mm-hmm. See, and I think that that's all right for you to have to wrestle with that. Mm-hmm. And that's what moves this world forward. As we got, start to know more people, we know Armenians, <laughs> you know. So as we learn about different struggles, we go, oh, we didn't know your history. We know. So we use that to move forward. Point two of the news today, Fire and Fury, the book that's out by Wolf. Chronically, the insiders, you're wondering, once again, another just notorious item that documents the incompetence that permeates the White House. The fact that they would even let this get done. What did they think he was going to do? When you go look at his history, Vic, you go, what did you think he was going to write? Utter incompetence. Right. So now they document the White House. And what's amazing is that it tends to corroborate everything else anyone has ever pointed out or said. The biggest thing about the fire and fury is that it's basically just documenting what we've all been privy to way too much, way too much. Now, I can tell you that uh, one of my good friends, and I was supposed to get to it, but of course, so we'll probably get to that next week. One of my good friends reminded me that in our 528, one of my good friends got the fire and fury audiobook. Okay, and they were listening to the audiobook, the Fire and Fury audiobook book. And that made them they called me. They called me in almost a rant saying it's everything you said. And I was like, "Well, what do you mean?" They were like, "Everything you said. It was all the stuff, the fantasy stuff that you said, Mario. That's what really was true. When you made I forgot the term that he used, but he said, when you made those predictions back in 522, 
I said, it, oh, he said, he said, I thought it was cartoonish almost. So improbable, so unlikely. And the fact that you described the scenario and the reasons why you described it were based on the president's patterns of behavior. He said, when I was listening to Fire and Fury, they were documenting everything that you laid out. He said it gave me chills. Gave me chills. They were documenting everything you said, the exact reasoning, the way he acted, everything you said. And he said, I need, I just need for you to come back. In fact, one of the things, he was one of the ones who was bugging me, Vic, saying, you guys are coming back on the, the 15th. I can't wait to see you talk about this. Hmm. And I said, well, I'm going to remind people to go back to our 522 episode right. where I predicted that the problem with the president was because of his patterns of behavior, that there would be, and I quoted it as an orgy of evidence everywhere out of pure incompetence and not even trying to hide things. Right. And all this stuff is coming to you. I also predicted that the president would continue to break the laws all the way up to the time he was impeached. So that you have to keep adding staff to, to cover what you have. But as he do, does new shit, you have to bring more people on board. They got to have a big old board, Vic. <laughs> they probably have a digital version too, but there's a big old board. Right. I Don't be surprised. This is my latest. Do not be surprised at the absolute number of charges that will be brought against the president, that may scare you. If It may be as little as 60 or 70, but you may have as many as 100 or so charges. Would it shock the shit out of you if they said the president has broken 80-some statutes? <laughs> Would it shock you, really? And you and, and what if they tell you? And at the time they make the announcement, this is my other prediction. They'll tell you, and he just broke some yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. He goes, he's going to be breaking laws all the way up. Now, PMC, one of my other brothers, sent over stuff and questions because this has been raised. He said he, he thinks the president is trying to get himself in peace. He doesn't want the job. You know, part of the scandal that comes out of the book is that the president appears to have been planning to lose the election and that they were stunned that he won and wasn't really prepared for that, which explains a lot of the inept things, too, that they were really planning on how he was going to use it. Cause, and he was telling people how losing it was going to help him. He was going to raise his whole campaign of how it was rigged and roll and roll, bright part. Everybody's going to roll with that. So when he won, it threw all of that off. All their plans were saying, how about the conspiracy? And all that was, they were scuttled because he won. <laughs> the president won. Yeah. Yeah. Fire and Fury, and I suggest people get the book. An interesting expose into the goings on. Remember, I added to my predictions today that the president 
would continue again to break laws and that it would have an unprecedented number of charges. I would not be shocked with crazy numbers. I, what if they said we have 200, in, 200 incidents? <laughs> would anybody be surprised? Go get Fire and the Fury. Hmm. Go watch our 522 episode with my predictions. I remember I predicted 12 to 18 folks indicted. I predicted jail time for Jared Kushner. I predicted that the president would be impeached and would later be tried for treason once removed from office. That once removed from office, it wouldn't end. And the only way that, and they're going to make sure it doesn't end because even though the president could be impeached. And just like Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon, the president, Paul Ryan, because they're going to remove Pence, he could try to pardon the president, but they're going to make sure that their charges abound at the state level all over the country. That's one of the things they learned from before, and Mueller's done. So even if you pardon them, the president can only pardon you on those federal charges. There are going to be enough state charges to abound, especially in New York, to try Trump. They're going to get him on the money stuff, too. So you could just bet which one it's going to be. They may not get him on treason, but they'll get him for the money stuff. Go remember that. Okay. Shit old countries. The latest controversy, no need for even to continue to comment except for everyone to go and take a look at the international reaction. That's that's the part. Because the way they're phrasing, see, you know, when the when the when the when the countries are saying, Are we they're they're calling the ambassador and if there's some they're officially communicating with the ambassador saying we would like to know if we are to be considered a shithole country. Imagine being the ambassador. Imagine, imagine being the ambassador and they call you in and say, you know, uh, we the shithole, we the shithole country. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> All right. The crazy time. Okay, we're going to go to Facebook, you guys, and do this wonderful blast. I think I got it ready. Are we ready? Let me see. You know, it's hard, some of this Facebook. <laughs> I've been off. I've been off. I'm telling you, it's not the same when you've been off. Okay, where's my... Okay. Let's scroll down. Because there's some things that I've been posting up. Okay, now what's wrong with that? Ladies and gentlemen, fascinating Facebook posts that I did just recently. And they're fascinating. For one, I don't know if you guys know, Jeff Bezos donated $33 million.
million. 33 million. To help you folks. Hmm. 33 million. Since he became the richest person on the planet, right? See? I'm just saying. A lot of folks have riches. Still don't name. I'm trying to give him props, man. I'm... 33 million to help undocumented aliens, immigrants. Okay, how about this one? A flight attendant came out with an announcement that turning on your phone doesn't really do anything. <laughs> and I told you, if turning on a, if you're turning on a phone could make a plane come down, I guess that would be considered a design flaw, correct? <laughs> I would blame the phone phone designers. Okay? Okay, here's another one. A lady actually returned a Christmas tree to Costco. Okay. Saying it had died. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one, man. Funny animal videos. Here's a wonderful cat trying to pet a bird. Different. And bird, bird ain't having it, right? The bird just interesting stuff. Showing you stuff on Facebook. Forty-three-year-old, where is she? Oh, this is a good one. Almost done. How about this one? Here's a way to hide from the cops. <laughs> Carry you some duck. Different. I'm telling you, I'm teaching you at the same time. Little kids. Love the little kid videos. Running the obstacle, obstacle course. course. I like that, right? His little man is not acting right. You can't make Facebook act right. There he is running off to the course. Little kids, you gotta love them. <laughs> Gotta love it. All of my Facebook page, go check out my postings. Pata, pata, cat alarm. Eric Clapton apologized for his racist rant in the past. I put it up there. It's 1976. I say forgive. All you gotta do is ask me. I say we forgive. Seal and Oprah comment and go see it. And then my favorite. Favorite. My favorite. Oh, Lord. 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 Oh,
Tell you, Dick, yeah. as a pediatrician, gotta celebrate the parents. <laughs> when you have a child that behaves like that, those parents have instilled right. yep. a level of love and confidence that allows them to bloom and be that spirit. So I had to show you all that. That was part of our uh, feel good moment of the day. <laughs> all right. That's the news, you guys. Good news, bad news, and other shit. Back. Winter 2018. Once again, acknowledging the Facebook friends in the chat room. PMC Phil Cuspert, my good buddy, my love, Audrey Celeste Parrish, uh, Marvin Smith, brother from another mother, Patricia Lawrence, Cassie Gady, you guys, what's happening? Deanna Hoglu, Russell Clayton, uh, my brother. Kaiser, wonderful physician who's got a wonderful book out there. You guys embrace him. Sophia Janelle Taylor, that wonderful spirit and that vocal talent. Tony Pickett, Leland Porter, what's up, Facebook friends? Thank you, thank you for being there. All right, Vic, we'll get ready to come up next with some uh, marijuana for dummies. <laughs> Y'all ready with some? Where's the bear from one of the dummies? Oh, here it is. Oh, it's there. <laughs> Times are changing, but some things stay the same. You start each morning with a cup of coffee every day. Maybe hit the snooze, turn on the local news, but nothing good comes from a one-sided point of view. you guys resisting resisting the miseducation of marijuana the ongoing drama that is recreational marijuana because the public is going that way there are those isolated communities that well at least has leadership that says that they don't want it but uh 
you know, the the word is kind of out there. It's one of those things that the issue has kind of already been decided. There's just the people dragging their feet now. So recreational marijuana. So what's happening in California? Well, the, what's happening is that it's not totally rolled out. And let me just say something, too. Administratively dragging their feet, you know, getting the paperwork out to the people, then figuring out the ways to which they're going to monitor the people. That's another thing. You can have requirements that for these folks to sell the recreational marijuana, but you also then have to have inspectors and people that can then enforce those rules right, and maintain that environment. There's also the ongoing issue, which is everywhere has this issue, is where are people to consume Marijuana. So that hasn't been solved. So what exists in California still is a state of relative confusion. And so I would tread lightly. Plus the police are in heightened alert. <laughs> uh, there's a whole issue with how to screen people for marijuana intoxication. We're going to be trying to get some more information on you, the best available information, as it is happening here in Los Angeles. But be, please be aware it can be totally different in your own community. But those are ongoing issues. So part of the problem with marijuana right now, recreational marijuana, Vic, there's not the information flow that you would expect. We're going to be seeking out those in 2018. Right. I'm going to be attempting to find, at least in the beginning, what I'm going to attempt to do is find you those outlets that have information that I think we can trust. You know, sometimes they fool me too, just like they fool all of us. But right. I'm going to try to identify those information outlets so we can use them so you can follow this you can follow what's happening in california and also in the other places in the meantime in california at least i can tell you this the average cost of a medical marijuana card in california is probably thirty dollars you can get them 25 some places 35 it's rarely anything like 50 in the meantime i would suggest most people go on and have the medical marijuana card. Additionally, it offers you some protections when you travel to some places because more and more uh, states are recognizing other states' medical marijuana cards. Okay. So, like, I use my California medical marijuana card in Las Vegas, okay? Because when I got to the dispensary in Las Vegas... They did. They were sold out of recreational marijuana, so I signed in with my medical marijuana card and got medical marijuana <laughs> from the same place. You see the inconsistencies; yeah. they abound. So again, it's evolving in California. We're telling people to take their time, be careful of their own individual communities. Okay. I'm suggesting that people get the card, no matter what, that they have the card, uh, that they be increasingly aware of operating any vehicles while under the influence, do their best to not put themselves in that situation. With the current availability of things like Uber and Lyft, right. feel free to use that more. Okay. Then you could smoke and eat or have edibles and use Uber, but don't do it and drive. Don't do it and drive. You're putting yourself at risk, and that's a whole new thing. Now, the ongoing issue, you guys, 
that I have to, I have to hype on if I oh okay is where to smoke. And let me just tell you I'm having a wonderful hybrid. They have these weird names. This is like play a G. What? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Play a G or something. Play a G. Play a G. Okay. Have, see, every dispensary is allowed to grow and distribute their own brand. And if they get popular, you can imagine you have your dispensary. You grow weed. Everybody likes it. You give it a name. Glinda's titties or something. What? Because <laughs> you, you love Glinda. Okay. And you, you know love what? her breasts. I'm just saying they, they I'm just saying this. We like this. They have names like that. You go like, wow. Man. This name of this weed is right. Paul's penis. Because the people growing it name it in ways that are crazy. Some of the names are absolutely crazy right. because the dispensaries themselves are allowed to have a strain. And you can imagine how exotic people are. You can imagine. Right. They name it based on... Uh, no so and they, it's people like to make names so that when you go into the dispensary, you have trouble saying it. You know, remember there were some drinks that were like that? Like there was a drink called Slow Comfortable Screw Up Against the Wall. Remember that? When, when did this happen? <laughs> that was back in the 80s. It was a combination of a slow gin fizz screwdriver. Oh, this is an alcoholic drink. And Harvey okay. Wallbanger. Okay, yeah. It was like they were making combinations and they were giving them these weird, because it was, I mean, can you, it was very, it was a combination, no, slow gin fizz with, uh, with Southern Comfort mm-hmm. screwdriver, which had orange juice, like a Harvey, up against the wall, like a Harvey Wallbanger. Right. I don't remember what's in it. But anyway, so the weed strains, they do have weird names. Okay, that's not just me. They do. Because and, and that's that's why. If you ever wonder why, you know, why they have the weird names. Right, right. Because, right. you know, and so this one is player G. <laughs> player G. <laughs> okay. It's a hybrid. Because I told yeah. you the difference, you know, if you I have to have a Usually a sativa in the morning because if you have an indica, you're going back to bed. Right. You're going back to bed. Yeah, I feel you. you go there. All right. All right. So we'll be bringing you some of that stuff. Upcoming stories. Remember, letting you know in, in California where you're going to smoke because, again, we're schizophrenic. There's no place that you can really smoke. Right now, it's up in the air whether or not your landlord can, allow, can, can have provisions that are against you smoking. Right. Okay, you certainly cannot smoke in public. You can't smoke in your car. Almost no one allows you to be parked somewhere smoking. So don't be shocked by that. A lot of people will, what, what? I'll say it again. (laughs) You can't be sitting in your car with the windows rolled up smoking. No, not even with the windows rolled up. No, it's a $600 fine in Vegas. It's a big fine here, too. So you cannot do that. So we have to figure out where you can smoke. I'm, again, a proponent of the same way they do it in Amsterdam, where they have the, where they have the coffee houses, which if you are a coffee house in Amsterdam, it means you sell weed. But I'm for having those establishments where people go and go inside, off of the street, not public display of smoking, even though I can tell you in Amsterdam, if you go to the park, in the summertime, people are smoking joints. 
while just like they're having wine and bread and cheese, right? They're sitting over there having a joint. So in Amsterdam, it is like that, but you don't see people walking down the street. Very, very specific sort of rules, cultural mores about where you do these things. But we need something like that. But again, we need some kind of a marijuana lounge there. You need to have some place for people to smoke. Mm. No, I'm, I'm leaving it up to those who thought of everything else. And, and I think people are just doing the wait and see. I think it's like apps. There are some people who can't wait to go find the lounge. There are some people who are getting ready to build it. And there's some people going like this. Let's wait to see if that lounge has a roof. And I just think it's like apps. You, you, well, they're uh, open in Vegas. So. They're, doing, they're yeah. doing things differently here. They're not quite calling it. Right. But they definitely have events where you can come and smoke. Right. Blah, blah. Yeah. So people are you know, working that line. Yeah. No, I, I believe it. I just think it's the early, it's the debugging. You know, they're, they're going, let's see what happens, where, where the energy goes, what we have to watch out for more importantly. I think it's just the natural evolution of a probationary period that people do evaluation. Smoke up. Yeah. Yeah, go do, do your thing, man. Times are changing, but some things stay the same. Every day, maybe hit the snooze, turn on the local news, but nothing good comes from a one-sided point of view. For dummies. Love. We're gonna be yeah, coming right back. Victor Allen's new new sports and that hot pace. Return, return. We're back. Creating the premiere. That is telling.
Maybe, maybe. Are you dressed appropriately? Jock straps and sports bras. I know ladies have trouble fitting those jock straps. Ladies and gentlemen, Victor Allen's unique. New to sports. His unique fan base view. That's right. Get in there. Take a look. Rub his hand and make a wish. Brought to you by the man that the ladies have nicknamed Sexual Chocolate. That's right. Sports like you've never known. And here he is. Get ready! It's Vic, the Diamond Sports Show! Yeah! Sports! Sports. Alright, man. Hey, look, I didn't even know what. I'm gonna have to say this. I'm, my apologies. Mario suited and booted. Want to give my shout outs because I, of course, didn't address, didn't address the dress situation appropriately. Man, you know, he's one up on me. Um, Oh, man, he, he, to, he gets his know. clothes delivered online. I actually go look at a line and see if I yeah, can I have get in. logo right there, too. <laughs> see, so. all day, man. <laughs> 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 hey, 
<laughs> All right, man. I'm gonna start off with. Um, I already got. I already told everybody anyway what I was gonna start off with, dude. Man, look. Um, first recognition. I had to give that MLK. Love that. You know that look. That you know you see that 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 monument. You go, hey, he's earned it. I can never get enough of it. Recognize because this day is special in many people's hearts, and maybe not in everyone. Not everybody has the holiday off, but some of us still got to grind. All right, dude. I'm I'm just gonna do this. I'm I'm a, this is old to Earth a kick. Marcus. <laughs> Marcus. Man, dude. Dude, look, look. All I'm gonna say is this, dude. Come on, man. You could replay it over and over again. Okay. For those who may not have seen this, all I'm saying is this. You are the professional defensive back on a professional team and they're teaching you how you tackle. I'm not worried about preventing the catch. All I'm saying is how you tackle. That was... You look at it over and over again. I don't care how many times you look over. It looks like Pop Warner. Worse he looked, Pop he Warner. looked like he was... Worse. Dude, I just sat there and said... He did not do what I think he did. I looked from a distance. You could see he ducked his head. He ducked closed, his head closed, so early. And closed his eyes. And closed his eyes. It's like, what did you think your picture? <laughs> I had not seen this picture. Dude, I'm sorry. But this picture dude. shows it. What everyone is always taught. You keep your eyes on the prize. Lord have mercy. You visualize. You keep your eyes and you watch that, that, that person, that target until they're in your arms he he ducked his head so far ahead of the time and then he almost did he, he hit another player? he took out his own he teammate his own man so so let me just do this for those who may not be aware of it and go well what the hell are they talking about because i i usually make the wrong decision here where you say you assume everybody's following all right all right minnesota vikings defeat the new orleans saints 29-24 i call it tackle no more or the whiff tackle of all time I literally will say, based on the importance, dude, of the moment, find me a a tackling moment with seconds remaining. Or just forget it. Just forget that. Just say, hey, it could be a whole quarter remaining. And you you give me something that compares to this. So let me just read it real quick, and then that way we can just go on into it, because I, I believe this is just crazy. And he's already owned up. And he's a rookie, so... Uh, well, so, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Talk, you get to he this can't like do it. It looked, it looked bad. High so, okay. With time running out, roughly less than maybe uh, 10, geez. about 10 seconds, geez. Minnesota on its own 39 yard line only had to get into football uh, field goal range. That was probably one of the things that they wanted to do. Case Keenum connected on his open target, Stefan Diggs, on a on a prayer of a pass, Diggs high pop, uh, high pointed and received the ball, and on his way down escaped the armless tackle of Saints rookie Marcus Williams. Okay, if he if he had gotten a bad tackle, I'd take that. If he got out of his arms, I'd take it. This was complete miss. And here's the other way: they do prevent defenses. So when they do, 
They said, look, you're not going to probably stop him from catching, but what you want to do is be able to corral him, right? Right, push him out. So he's even on if the he, sideline. Even if he's he, right on the sideline. Look, keep him from going out of bounds. If you can't, you at least push it so they still have right. to try to do something Either else. Either you stop him from going right. out of bounds or you push him out of bounds. Now, I've, I've heard. But he's look, out of something stops. Right, look, now, the one thing I do say, they, they do say, these are professional athletes. You can't prevent everything. Oh, I'm not getting at that. I'm getting at the technique. See, that's all I'm saying. I said, did it look like Pop Warner to you? That's all I'm saying. After that, you guys can take it. And from now on, I'm going to find me a, uh, some kind of um, GIF. And I'm have Eartha Kitt's voice. Marcus. <laughs> Marcus. That's all I'm going to do. Because this is going to... They don't understand that reference. <laughs> right. Just, they'll know coming to America, right? No, Boomerang. Bo- boomerang. I'm sorry. My, see, that shows you. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Boomerang. That's it. Marcus. So, hey, look. I'm, I feel bad for him, but this is this is one of those where you go, you didn't even touch him. So, hey, look. I'm just saying, to, is it bad. the worst tackle in a prime moment that you've ever seen that's wrong that's wrong man that's wrong hey april i see you how you doing april long time got to get you back in here yeah too. you know i've done some embarrassing things in my life and is that no this, this play. is probably way worse than anything i've ever done i mean you can think about the times you walked across the hey, road man. With your, your zipper open or the split or something Dude. but do this. I can you keep. Know, this is. I can keep watching this over and over, and yeah, then try to watch this, this for for a long play time. Play of the week. Play of the week. <laughs> Wait. Play of the week. The people who are leaving the stadium just heard a roar, and it's over because it was only ten seconds, and the game is over. You know, but you know, let me just say one thing about that, Vic. I, I, people were talking about the emotions of the moment, and I too, because I went through both. I first. I had a moment of being happy for Minnesota, right. and I had a equally intense moment of feeling horrified for New Orleans because I kind of like both teams, right? There's no then, bad guy. When you start thinking about it, like even if you it's go, no- wow, how wonderful, then the minute you start thinking about New Orleans, they were okay. supposedly they was already Done. in the streets. It's over. They were setting up fire. They were going like this. Oh man, bitch, that was so that's because, the harder one. Because the the thing that oh, gets me God. is that they had to make enough yardage to get into field goal range, which means right. you want to use up a lot of clock. So you had a lot going for it. Now it wouldn't have been perfect, but nobody saw this coming. Literally didn't see this coming. And so to me, whenever I see that picture, I go, he wasn't even close to hitting him. His arms is not trying to wrap him. He's Head down, it. he's looking at the ground. Man, I'm done. I'm done. All right, all right. So I, I, now let me transition because I don't want Marcus. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say, dude. PMC, hey, look, dude. I'm I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, man. All I'm saying is this: you going guys gonna talk to Mike Mitchell? Mike Mitchell is the one that sat back and said, "I'm looking forward to playing the New England Patriots." Basically, just going. Hey, you gave them target practice, some motivation to come in there and go, oh, we're going to do something again. Now, I'm not saying that he shouldn't have done it, but the professional pundits are going, do not. This is, he says, can you imagine Bill Belichick saying, think beyond the next game? You know what I was surprised about on this one, dude? I was surprised at how well Roethlisberger performed. He almost had 500 yards passing, five TDs, they, one interception. Big. 
and uh, wait a minute, 110 it was rate, passer wonderful. rating and still lost against a team that basically outscored them. With, and they, Fantastic and, and, and game. shifted. Even though the only thing that made it was that bad for them is that they were constantly doing catcher mode. That was the bad thing. Right. Wonderful performance, but all of it almost, almost, right. except the last moments, right. was in catch-up mode when they right. were trailing right. at all times, and Jacksonville was looking wonderful. But you have to say, what an exciting game. Right. What an exciting game. Right. And I didn't know this part about that he... So before the game, <laughs> right. <laughs> he went to outside of the locker room. To say this is who it is. He's basically what they did is he put bulletin board material up, and so when Jacksonville heard about it, they were going, "Oh, we didn't." It's their way of going like we're dissing him. Going, you mean that thirty-year-old safety? That was the thing. And when he said thirty-year-old safety, Mitchell decided to say, "Oh, y'all look, y'all don't know who I am." So he goes to their locker room, so to speak, and said, "Oh, if you need to find me, I'm right here." So basically, he just aggravated them even more, and and in the end, now there's they they have been corralling around him ever since, as it relates to if you go look at the twitters or the tweets, depending on how you look at it, all the different profiles, they're letting him have it, man, because they're basically saying, "Don't do that." You gave them something to motivate That's them. That's right. And, Don't do it. And so he did. He's he's lucky. Let me tell you why he's lucky. He would be the target right now, period, bar none, if it wasn't for Marcus. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, though. So he's lucky. So, look, I want to give uh, shout-outs to PMC. Pittsburgh, look, I'm going to tell, I'm, I'm tell you what's up here now. I'm just going to say this. You can't blame Ben. I'm going to tell you this. The coach probably is going to take more of the heat. Tomlin, is, he, he's good at the motivation. He got him. But tactically, I don't know if they just have the horses to overcome this team because it's younger. You know, they're not an aging team. They're a young team. They got legs and and they got energy. And no one thought that they would score 45 points. Did you think they was going to score 45 points? Well, no. Well, you know, Calais Campbell had predicted that and they showed it. No, no, I I didn't think that. I thought that. I thought Jacksonville was going to win, but remember Jacksonville beat them earlier too. Thirty to nine. Yeah, so I know I thought Jacksonville was going to beat them. Right. Um, I was just impressed with the amount of scoring in the game. I didn't have any idea. Right. I, even though I thought, even though I thought it might be a thirty, that the winning score might be around thirty. Right. Yeah. I thought it might be like thirty twenty four or something like that. Thirty. You know, depending on what they can get going, but I didn't know when. I don't think anybody expected forty-five, forty-two. Well, let me let me say it. Calais Campbell said it right, and, and and look at what you're saying now. We're going. You got Le'Veon Bell, you got the most productive wide receiver, and you got the quarterback basically who's going. I can produce from my arm, and it ain't enough. So. I'm going to get to another subject later because I have to go to this next subject before no, I bring back enough. around. It wasn't enough. Let me go over here because I got to give respect to those who win. And then the proof on the pudding is the same thing I said about the Rams when they lost. Tennessee lost because of a couple of things. One, 
youth and inexperienced, they were making mistakes. That's the first rule when you have an up-and-coming quarterback, new to this, this game when you're going against the Patriots. And then you also saw that what they did, this is what I call exercising due diligence. They sat there and said, this team doesn't have depth. They don't have a lot of players they can bring off the bench, so we're going we're gonna to speed up the game. And they exhausted them. You could see how tired they were. Their replacements, their benches, they just couldn't match the talent. That's not an excuse, but it's called assessing it by going to look at the other games and say, what do they tend to do? Play their prime players and don't get as much relief. So what they did is just speed up the game. Caught them off guard. Those are variables that you can't control that go into making champions. Right. In other words, it's like defense in basketball. You could be known for your hustle and your conditioning. That's something you control, right? Right. You can do it over and over and over. If you're a defensive back, you could actually do drills on catching so that some of them don't look so bad with the ball. That's why defensive backs, pro pro defensive backs, have footballs hit them square in the hands, right. and they can't catch them. Right. You know, you can practice that, right? Right. So hence, my point being, that's the professionalism. They said that Larry Bird used to go out and shoot like 500 shots right. before the game. Some ridiculous amount. Some, and you go, my God, what well, said Steph Curry, his regiment. Right. No, so I agree. The, so, so... Vic, they're not supposed to be able to beat you based on conditioning. And when they do, to me, that's a gut check kind of issue. Right. Too bad. Yeah, yeah, no, no, okay. Not, that's never, hey, look, if that happened to me, I'd be totally embarrassed, and I would they, change everything. They, the part of how teams prepare is where they go, what Belichick does is go, I go after the things that I've already been able to look at, how you perform when you won. Because you can look at the weaknesses in your winning. Versus everybody goes and look and say, let's see how they lost. He says, this is how they won, which means it may hide their their lesser strengths. We're going to attack that. And they got them because they said Tennessee has been playing mostly with their starters. The lack of depth. They don't have a bench. It's like in basketball. Not all teams, just because you got a bench, can perform. And some teams have a great bench that comes in and spells um, the starters. I know San Antonio but went through that. Conditioning shouldn't be a part of, any of those Right? Scenarios. No, it shouldn't be. That's why I said it's those. That's the youth and inexperience. Well, let's tell you. Well, I'll, I'll expand it because there's no limit on coaching that you you can spend whatever you want on coaching. Right? Right. So you can imagine some of the teams probably have a tackling coach. Right. An eating coach. They probably have all the coaches. You know what I would do, Vic? Everything that you had. I would have the wide receiver, the defensive backs do catching drills. What about the cuss out coach? Well, they got everything, everything you need. They got to do that little dance. Get one of them. Hey, well, look. my point being, hey man, I'm good. The people that excel is because of their attention to detail. That's what they talk about preparation. Right. They train you. I, you know, you should be evaluating every lineman's performance. Right. They come back with specific pointers because yeah. you have an offensive line coach. You got a defensive line coach. They're supposed to be accessing every single one of those things every week. Right. But I can tell you, I can guarantee you what? that some people run a loose ship. Right. And some people don't communicate the same. I agree. Amazing how Tom Coughlin comes to Jacksonville. Right. It makes that big a difference. And, and I'm going to add something too. 
I bet you Mario won. He was playing linebacker in high school. You were the best practice teammate, bar none, on the team. No, but I believed in it, though. Oh, that's good. You know, it's almost like some people don't believe in the fundamentals even when you're doing it. I was that way as a physician, too. Right. They don't. Some people just don't believe in talking to the patient. They don't believe yeah, that. There we go. Okay, I got you. Some All right. People, you know, some people don't believe in working out, right? You can tell. Hey, you know, hey, Vic. We both hey. know there's athletes. Then there's, there's people. There's people take it so seriously. Right. They're eating, drinking, sleeping. It's everything to keep their body yeah. in shape, right? It starts. I hate to say this. It starts at the top. All the organizations that perform regularly have a top to bottom. If you uh, if you allow a whole bunch of talent to come into your place. But your top is not good. What do you do then? That's what they say about us, right? They say they come over here. You gotta have some attention to detail because they, hey, man. they that's, that's nothing uh, sloppy. I'm only saying nothing. Hey, hey, look, I don't mean to have my back to all of you guys. What's up, Acapella? I see you, all of you guys. I got to get through this because it's MOK Day. All right, let me go on to the next one. Hey. Uh, let me say this. When does a backup quarterback come in and says, I actually outperform the starter from your team? How many people had in their mind that Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, would actually be outperformed by a backup quarterback, Nick Foles, in a game where he only gets his team to score 10 points? This is about defense. Philadelphia, right now. Case I'm, Keenan was, was back. True. And, and I'm just saying, but if you look at how much was scored, you're getting Matt Ryan coming from an offensive juggernaut from last year. Would you have guessed no. that they scored only the quarterback's 10? time. Okay, that, those are wonder stories yeah. that occurred. They just happen to overlap a little bit, right? Right, right. Carson Wentz had he... It still is a wonder story. Had he been healthy, it would have continued, right? Right. So these are wonder stories. Case Keenum's wonder story. Right. Nick Foles, you know, he was a starter before. He was a part of efforts. I re- I, I couldn't. They reminded me that he relieved Vic, Michael Vic. Right. How many that's years ago? He, that's, that's when he first made his presence. 2013, 14, somewhere in there. He first made his yeah. presence. I had forgotten but so much. And I must admit, I love to see it. I love to see it uh, happen. Both teams, I, I would say this right now. It, I, I can't wait to see Minnesota's defense against Philadelphia's defense. I can't wait to see that both backup quarterbacks will be good. The story's right the same. There is no bad team. They both have um, good defensive, good balance on both sides. I think Minnesota has the advantage in this running backs. But I also think that the, the, the defensive across the board, what they did with Atlanta kind of blew me away, holding them to 10 points. I just sat there and said, so, that's it. So you know what the number, with the odds, with the numbers they're put that are out there, people are saying. Not yet, not yet. Favored or, I haven't even looked at those yet because I know they're going to really change curious, day to day. Nick. Yeah, I'm really curious. I don't know. Well, we know that the next story I you're going to get. I think I favor Minnesota. Because home, yeah. They're going to be favored. Minnesota's going to be favored at home um, because just the sheer amount. I, I would love also, to see them. if they win, they get to pay the what, Super Bowl at what, home. Watch this. Do you know Atlanta was, uh, I, I think Atlanta 
I think. I'm not sure. I can't remember what the odds were going into the game, so I don't want to quote it. Let me just stay away from that. I want to get to this one because this is the one where everybody's going to go, uh, let me pick the obvious, Patriots. And all I'm going to say is the one thing that kept Jacksonville from uh, actually stumbling over their feet, no turnovers. They stayed away from the mistakes based on youth and inexperience. The Bortles' weakness is not a weakness. When you can go and compare what he did with that team, timely passes, he knew when to run, and I'm sorry, this is scary to me. A defensive team, though they didn't show defense in Pittsburgh, but they know how to swarm. Who is an offensive weapon more so? New England Patriots versus Pittsburgh Steelers. Patriots do dink, dunk, underneath. Dink, dunk, misdirection. That's how they get you. Quick, hit the passes quick, keep you off balance. Whereas you have Jacksonville who has that 230, 40-pound, three running back who can just go like this. We're coming at you. And we're going to keep coming. We're going to keep you off the field. Then you go look at Roethlisberger's numbers. I said he had 469 yards, five TDs, one interception, and he lost. So let me just try to figure this out. Do we think New England's defense is better than Pittsburgh's defense? If so, then I would favor New England easier because they're going to say our defense is a little bit stronger. But do you think Tom Brady can outpoint Jacksonville, who has a better defense? The Vegas is already favored, Brady. I don't know you what know the points. What the is? I don't know what the points is, man. I'm curious on that one too. Well, I think that the Jaguars match up well in a bunch of areas that other people don't match up well. So right. it all depends. But you know, and Bortles, who has been playing wonderfully, really, he still has the issue to me. Even though, and I must admit, I was hard on Bortles. But but I remind myself he's played as a rookie. Right. He played. He 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 really is one of those ones who learned in the saddle. They started him as a rookie and they played him. Right. Year zero, year one, all of that. Right. So you got to see him grow, but he has grown. Right. But still, he, he, he this is the arena where he needs to prove himself. Right. He needs to prove himself in this arena. To be determined. Right. Whereas Brady is, to me, probably the most feared quarterback in the NFL. Right. When it's when it's necessary. Right. They're going to so. keep because they're going to use they're going to use schemes to speed up the game, misdirection, and they're so good at underneath passing. But this is the Brady's weakness that when they lost games, no team survives on zone. <laughs> don't they, they're gonna pick you apart this team is looking forward to man to man they yeah, are they, they, a man to man and they're big it's just yes. like they match up you know even even uh with Bouye uh Bouye who yeah. got beat twice right he was so on him on those two one you gotta yeah. say this guy covers people no wonder he's all pro right he is on you like and then they stack up big and physical enough for Gronkowski, and too. And never had to blitz. No, no. So my point right. is... No, they're, and the front good. four... Right. I'm really thinking that the front That's four is going to give Brady, Brady hell, hell. Even though he has been right. known to make touchdown passes. Oh, no. 
I agree. Breathe it down on him. See, my point is, is when you don't, if you can go with a three or four man rush and get your job done and put pressure, the person to me who's really at risk more so than Bortles, if we don't expect Bortles to give you a 350 yard game, Brady, you actually are going like this. If there's any team that's going to get close to us with hitting Brady, it'll, it'll be this team. Remember, Peyton Manning did win a Super Bowl where the defense wrecked havoc, and he only had, a, what, 180 yards production? So it's not ne- necessarily that you have to have four or 500 yards passing. But if they do do that, that means they found, they found the weakness in Jacksonville, that they are going to go, we're going to keep you off base. It'll be the same thing what Brady did with the Tennessee Titans. It just seemed like they didn't know what was coming, left or right. So it's going to be a good coaching analysis. And the perspective is, is that you got this team, if they can stay together, that they say, if we keep it close and we pressure and we do ball control on running, I think they have a good chance. So, hey, just want to let you know that, man. Yeah, they do have a good chance. The question is, will they be able to pull it off? They don't, you know, against, again, it, I cannot get away from the experience factor. To, right. You know, to me, and, and that's where Brady and the and they're tacticians. Yes, they, they're not they going to fold. So nope. you might be able to beat them, but you're going to have to beat them. And, and let's just be real. I, I'm just saying this right offhand. Um, what was their first? What's the real playoff test so far? The worst seeded team in the tournament, Tennessee. So they haven't been tested. Jacksonville has been tested by the number two seed. So if I was coming in confidence, I'll be the one going like this. Did Tennessee give you guys enough to feel confident over Jacksonville? Hell no, not hardly. So some of this is, is when you're battle tested and you're on the road and they've already proved they can win on the road. I'm just going to go there and say that, man. So I can't wait for the game. Got to go up here. A couple of trending topics. See which one you like the best out of the three. And then we'll discuss that and, and, and take it out of here. I got Ball Brothers. Zippo in your league debut. They only played five, nine minutes respectively. Liangelo, Lamelo, they only played a few minutes, but combined zero for seven. Not good. You got to hit one basket. So we get to hold that against them because they're supposed to be great shooters. Uh, Number two, Tennessee Titans coach Malarkey part ways. So after he took them to where they are right now, they were in negotiations for a new contract extension, and Malarkey, I guess, decided to go, I ain't budging, and they ain't budging. My question to you, does Tennessee come back and make it in the playoffs next year? I don't know. It depends who they select. They have hey. a, you know what? Some franchises, unfortunately, give you a feeling of mismanagement. Yeah. They Somehow, lately, they kind of have that flavor. I don't know if that's the issue, Vic. But some stuff seems to be mismanagement. They're letting that coach go who basically, you know what they said? Here was what they said. They asked him, for, this is secondhand information reported, asking will, they make, will he make any changes going into next year? He said no. Which means when you talk to ownership, they go, you are going to make some changes because you didn't make it past the first round. So if you were sitting in a seat where you're going, I have ownership asking me, will I make any changes moving forward? Based on you saying we're going to keep the same thing we have right here, no changes whatsoever. Is that the best answer to give? 
No, it's not the best answer, but it may be that, you know, depends on how you play those things politically. See, my point, the point may have been, and these things are often quoted out of context, that it's not me who needs to change the coaching philosophy. The management needs to go get me some other players mm-hmm. that I can now do what I've already shown we could do. Right. And they would get me a few more players by paying them a little better. Right. And we can move forward. Okay. All right. Because often it's something like that. Okay. Now, out of those three, I'm about to give you the third story. You tell me which one. None of those could sound good to management. Well, no, I, I know. Management is not going to listen to you. They want to hear nothing. No, no, they're going to, because what they're going to point to is going to say, you, how did you feel you coached your players who looked like they were making a whole bunch of mistakes during the game? They're going to point to that and say, is that coaching now? Well, some of it is. And also, it's harder to coach when you give me the players that are incompetent and idiots. Uh, did you, you just say that? the owners gave you? Yeah, because sometimes you don't want that. Sometimes you ask, <laughs> and you know it comes to quarterback. Sometimes, whether or not it's accurate or not, you gonna tell owners you gave specifically me. Tennessee when they had Fisher. Mm. It was known that he didn't want uh, Young. Yeah, no, we know gave, that, and we know that coaches are often giving players. They don't want. They inherit not only the player, but the relationship that's deeper than that. And so they and don't they have may, a lot of leverage. But, and, and they may inherit, Vic, but they actually may get new ones. In other words, there's one thing to get there here are the players. Mm-hmm. But what about if on an ongoing basis, every year they're getting players? I agree. That was Bill Parcells' complaint. Yeah. That they were getting him stuff he didn't want or ask for. Right. And not getting him what he wanted. Right. No, I got you. I just like the idea you're going to tell them you gave me players that word. Well, it depends who you are. As a, see, this depends. This depends on the clout of the of the coach. When you have a coach who has such standing that he can get a job anywhere, anytime, right. he gets to talk like that. Yeah. Okay. So the thumbs up. You don't have no other information. If you just had to side a bet and say, hey, gentlemen's bet. Tennessee makes it to the playoffs. Tennessee don't make it to the playoffs next year. You don't have the advance of knowing which coach is coming there. I say no. I was surprised they got what they did this year. Okay, no, it's a good answer. They don't seem to be have. I don't. To me, as a as a franchise, they just seem to lack. Well, the AFC was kind of weak this year, all around, top to yeah, bottom. I don't know what it is about you Tennessee. Know. I guess yeah. they've been one of those franchises that, to me, right. slipped into a sort of. Okay. Mediocre pattern is stuck in yeah. to stay there. Well, they, they they expected more from Mariota as it relates to how many years he's been in the league. Because they're seeing people like Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott come in the league one year, boom, bam. See, I think he's so, done well. I think the system that they have placed him in, the way they play the team, is what the problem is. Well, I can tell I you think this. he does well. I can tell you that Mariota doesn't look like the player he was when he first came in. They expected more from him, and they say that may be inhibiting the philosophy that Malarkey has in, installed, or maybe it's his offensive coach. We don't know. Well, see, and... and very often, it seems more than people want to admit, right. it's the offensive coordinator. Yeah, and which not, means you have to not, let somebody go. Not, yeah, then they go to a different team where somebody else, and all of a sudden, they right. play. And there's, there's new philosophies are coming into play of how you play on the field. All right, the last one going out. Cleveland Cavaliers, second worst defense in the Eastern Conference. They give up more points than every other team except one, which is way down at the bottom. They have a losing streak of three. They play Golden State tonight. 
Should the alert button be going on if you are second from the bottom in defense in the Eastern Conference when you were the top a year before? Defense now, they give up almost as much as the Lakers do in points allowed. Yes, and yes, and yes. I mean, it actually looks, as we're moving through, Cleveland may not be the best team in the East. They're aging. So we have, they see, they certainly don't appear to be stronger than last year. That was the whole thing. Right. Even And so the biggest thing about Cleveland is wondering whether or not LeBron stays and they try to get who they try to get in the face of keeping LeBron or LeBron goes. Kyrie look like a smart move now? Totally. <laughs> That's what I said. It looks like a smart move for Kyrie. Yeah, because something was in the wind, and LeBron is playing at his best year as it relates to his stats. He's doing really well. Everybody else around him. And I think this, I'm going to say this because I know that this is yet to be determined. When Tristan Thompson, for either injury or strategically, was removed from that position of center or enforcer, they have not been the same. Maybe it's not because he scored points. It's because he's such a strong presence there. And I have... I have to just say that that may or may not have something. When you don't have that center force, it may take away from some of your the defensive well, his, liabilities. His performance had changed. Too. Well, it did, but you know he was injured, I believe. Yeah, I think that was what it was, was main reason. So he's working himself way back in. But the hard part is now the players have changed. Well, yeah, they keep acting like they is it that they openly courting DeAndre. Uh, I would say everybody's openly doing okay, it. Everybody. Yeah, everybody's going to openly do it. But but they 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 the problem is is what they say in the media uh, versus what his leverage is. They're they're salivating over him. <laughs> you think of a winning franchise, the top three or four teams, and they get a DeAndre. Your whole defensive scheme changes. Your rebounding. He's a leading rebounder in the league. That alone. <laughs> okay. So and his. His percentage, field goal percentage, is always number one and number two. So the shots he does take, high percentage. Oh, man, they'd love to get their hands on him. Hey, it's Cleveland. Out of the three stories I gave you going out, Ball Brothers, don't worry about them. Tennessee, Malarkey, Tennessee Titans will suffer, or Cleveland better get up off their ass and move something. Which one's more urgent story, in your opinion? The more urgent story, I guess, right now is Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. Same here. If if you, I'm a Cleveland, I, in general, I'm not a you know fan like that. But I, they're, they're one of the teams that I enjoy in life. Yeah. But I have the same exact assessment of you. Even we said in the off season, I said none of these moves were making them better. No, in our opinion, defense. If you don't, nobody likes it as much because you have to hustle just as hard as you score. You don't play defense. I don't know how you make it, and they're not playing defense, man. It looks bad. All right, I'm out, man. Done. Victor Allen's new new sports, a recurring segment of the Morning Coffee with Mario show. Be here every week and get Victor's insight into all the happenings. New new sports. Remember to dress appropriately. Loose fitting cotton clothing preferred. Sports bras and jock straps.
We're coming right back to Hot Picks. Get ready! Yeah, the sweetest sin. Okay, here we are, the last segment before we close the book on our 2018 launch of Morning Coffee. Hey, you know, we're playing catch up on a lot of subjects that you guys have already entertained that was already in the news throughout the holidays. One is going to be ongoing because I just felt that it's my duty to either highlight, make a focus point of it, or just reference what's going on, is the Me Too movement. It's not new to many of you guys. You already know what it's about. What's happening is, is now is the splintering off of factions that may or may not be what they would say taking a stance on the position of what it means for so many people who have been victims of violence and or abuse so i decided to say hey you know i need to have something here where i just highlight this is what's happening so this is not a discussion about what people should do because it's not my position to speak for someone who's been in that position so I decided to go focus on the female celebrities and others against the Me Too, I guess, movement includes French author, curator, Catherine Millet's Crazy Regrets. Now, I titled it that way first because that's what we're going to get to. It's the part where this has gone all the way to the other side. Now, on the other side, 
just to give you kind of the wrap on this, everybody knows that there has been an evolution that starts with what we call the originator, Tarana Burke, who started Me Too as an organization in 2007. Problem was the hashtagging wasn't there. Nobody could actually spin it. It didn't have the flashpoint. It didn't have the movement. But Tarana Burke is the one who basically said, I, this particular organization uh, was a campaign turned into social media. So the history has now caught up with the evolution, which we credit, or they have credited Alyssa Milano with being the one who energized it. So whatever the, the, the person or the energy is, I wanted to bring both faces because I believe you have to have a lot of people who are recognized for bringing it to the table of awareness. So with that being said, Toronto Burke, give you a lot of props. You stayed with it. The organization was there. You are already representing those who were abused or suffered through the hands of violence, molestation, or sexual abuse, all included. Now, with that being recognized, I want to give you the opposing side. <laughs> this is the opposing side. The opposing side. So let me just read this so you guys can follow along. A recent publication in a French newspaper, Le Monde, of an open letter by female writers and actors in defense of men's right to pick up women has left many people bemused. The letter signed by a hundred women, including celebrated French actress Catherine Deneuve, said that the Me Too movement had gone too far and that it's changed, it changed women to the status of eternal victim. So what we're going to do is show you the people and the stance they're having. This is not a rating. Yeah. It's not a rating. It's their position. And there's always an additive well, to that. Again, this is what I meant by the pendulum, Dick. Yes. When I was making the point I about know. the pendulum, historically what happens is the issues, the pendulum swings far to the and right and to the left. left. It's so always. you go to the extreme moments, then you come back right. to stuff. And, and so this is not... An attack on the Me Too movement. No. It's an acknowledgement that every movement right. undergoes this type of maturation and change. Right. And, and and I'm not the one here to determine with the value of what somebody's expression is. I'm here just to say, here's what they're saying on another side. That's it. And you guys can have your position there. Because I, I just don't know enough and I don't rely totally on media to define the correctness of or not the correctness of what I'm indulging as content to believe or not believe. So, let me show you the first person. Let's go to Catherine Deneuve. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to sit back and say, now, that's Catherine as you see her today. She is like, I, I would say this, really known, when I say in French circles, oh, yeah. really known. So her position has been one where you actually go, all right, okay. She's part of that group that signed that that letter and, and, and that public letter blaming the Me Too anti-harassment movements for creating a total, well, let's just say a climate that unfairly punishes men for flirting insistently or clumsily. One has to, see, that's the problem. We have to define harassment, right? right. Harass you have to define uh, what harassment is. Who should define Just it? hitting on a girl harassment. I, See, it has to be defined. I, and that's the problem I, today. I, listen to what you're saying. Are you, is there a group who's going to say, I want that kind of treatment. I'm that kind. 
Now let me just say you. That's me, the why. Uh, that's that, why that listen, exists. Yeah, I am not endorsing it. So please, you guys, do not hit me. All this women stuff. don't agree. I'm just saying. So that again, all women do not agree on the definition of harassment. Right. I'm not saying. Listen. Just like black folks don't agree on the I'm, definition I, of racism. I'm only. For, I'm, here's my thing. I'm staying with the people who have been victims. So when other people come in and say, "Well, let me tell you how I feel," I said, "Oh, so, so, Catherine." You have n- you you probably come from the world where you go like I'm very comfortable with that type of treatment, but we don't know. I'm just telling you this is what she said. So, you want to see a younger picture of Catherine? This is the back in the day picture when she was the hot actress back in the day. So she comes from a place of her comfort zone. Unfortunately, you need to see her speak out more really kind of give you more details about her personal philosophy instead of giving the opinions of others. Tell us what your personal philosophy is as it relates to you <laughs> and what happened with you. Say it on video. Don't sit up here and type it in and then go after a group. I'd rather hear you say why it's cool for that stuff, but you ain't gonna say that, right? Because you may, may be finding yourself, defining yourself a different way. That's She's <laughs> rich and yes, she, they Okay, they're known, right, for speaking their mind. I agree. I agree. Okay. All right, let's go to the next. Let's go to the next. All right. Now, we always have to find someone. MC Light had a moment. Hip-hop artist, actress, author, and activist. Sexual harassment or flirting? Probably determined by whether she liked him. Some of y'all flirt on Monday to get what you want. Then he, she flirts back on Friday and you mad. That's how she hit until she got some pushback. And when she got some pushback, after getting a lot of pushback, the legendary rapper has backtracked on her comments criticizing the Me Too movement. In other words, sometimes you sit up there thinking you're representing everybody who feels the way you do, but you literally are giving them one dimension of what you think they are. So she put everybody in a box that this is what you're doing. You're all mad because y'all were flirting. Oh my God, you're talking about... I'm sorry. Big misstep. Just want to let you know that she has come come back and apologize. But her first thought and sentiments. Go on, Mario. I see your face. I was just thinking of people that I know. It's going to be so different. Again, that's the problem. And that's why you need to have these definitions. Right. I understand. I just want to let you guys know we're going to keep going. Here's the next. More present day. Because I always say, you know, you have to deal with... Voices not of the past in the industry, but also of the present. And as we go over to, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly, I would say Leticia or Letitia Casta. She's a model, big time. Model actress Casta is the latest French celebrity to join the backlash against the Me Too movement. She claims it turns women into victims and says she wants nothing to do with it. She's just taking a hardcore stance, period. Nothing. She says just victims. Um, <laughs> different, different, you know, things being different again, different cultures too. Hey, Amen. Different cultures, Man. and it may, and things are different in different places. Even though women and I, I, I'm, to, I totally expect this because I think it, it has to be defined, and it's not defined. Do you think when they make these statements insensitive to the victims? The victims now. I think people take those point of views because I think if you don't 
offer support, then they're gonna call that. that again, that's part of this. That's part of working our way through this issue. Right. I- so this is going to happen. I just, I mostly say I expect these kind of disagreements. They're inevitable, and that it'll end up being somewhere in the middle. It, I, I think the hard part is is that when they put one opinion to brushstroke everyone, I think well, that's they, what I'm that, saying. they that's, should li- literally go, first let me say this about the victims, because they don't fit in the box that you're pointing them to. Well, again, part of the issue too is that you're reading points where they're pulling pieces out. Right. Of a, so they're being paraphrased. I know. You, don't, the, you so really you don't. You never know what the context of their quotes are. and that's. Correct. I, know. I don't know. Yeah, because for all we know, they may have said a bunch of that. You yeah. just wouldn't know, right? I, absolutely, we're all subject to that. The same. Okay, going to take you to the next one. You know, you always have to sit back and keep it fresh and moving. Going to go to Stacy Schroeder, an actress. Let me read a little bit about Stacy. Stacy was on the receiving end of a major backlash after she allegedly criticized the Me Too campaign for controversial comments. The Vanderpump Rules stars. 29 spoke about the victims of Hollywood sexual misconduct scandal on her straight up with St- Stacy p- podcast and some of her listeners were outraged what they perceived to be insensitive views the episode title are we on a male witch hunt has since been deleted it's she said it's never my intention to go and do a podcast that offends anyone or really hurts them so I was very surprised so all I can do is apologize and just say and just try to be more mindful and be better moving forward so you know, there's always the lawyers who do wonderful writing <laughs> when your ass is getting well, sponsors that be they're, they're cutting the sponsors because that's what's happened. Save the money, then come back to come back to Jesus. Not that you're religious. That's the problem, right? Right. See, if you're having a party and while drinking and dancing, you stand around five or six women and make jokes around your about your penis. Yeah. Is that sexual harassment? See, that's the problem. Some folks might say yeah, and other folks might say no. And I'm going like, when you went to the party, you knew what kind of person it was half the time. Right. They, those, some people make sexual jokes. And so are sexual jokes harassment? They can be in certain settings, obviously. But then again, this is the problem, Vic. I'll ask this, this question. Is the problem. Here's the question. In my professional career, don't base it on me. You guys have your own life. Don't use me as the barometer. I have not found the motivation to go conduct myself in a sexual conversation around the men's table, nor the women's employees or associates. So I'm really more questioning why are you having the conversations there in the first place? So because you want because you because you like to joke about your dick. No, 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 no. no. No, no. You're talking about the people who like to have those conversations. Well, I'm saying that the parties. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. I'm talking about professionally. We're talking about people who are being. Well, no, none of these things. But that's why I defined it. I said, if you're at a party. Oh, that's different. And as I said, and you're around a bunch of your party, you guys are drinking and dancing. This, these are the situations that are going. See what happens is, remember, the ones that are the more difficult, or when they're not, if it's in the office place. Let's agree you should tread right. very lightly. Right. But the ones that are different are when you're out of the office place right. at a gathering or an event right. where everybody's socializing. Right. Those, that's a gray area that yeah, needs 
Because you know in that setting. I've been out in social, and I've not, I have not found myself being in corporate and in social, because they always have events and I all have these external stuff. I still haven't found myself saying, let me engage in these conversations. No, but we had pajama parties, and by definition... We're not corporate. <laughs> there are some people who will be indicting us. You had a... No, 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 no. argument We had male and female no, contestants. No, no. All right, you guys, I'm not joking about that, and the corporate doesn't define it. Uh, when we it, it did bad penis, behavior is bad behavior. We did penis no, stories. I, I'm, there's I didn't penis, talk about it. That's there's him. pictures out there in, in an expose about penis size. That was a show called Virtually Uncut. There's a whole special of Victor's expose. And, and, and our co-workers could, could sit back and say they were always professional. All right. <laughs> Let's go to the last one. Here's the one that I want you to find. Maybe lesser known, but Catherine Millet is a French writer, art critic, curator. curator. Was uh, there something that they're all French? I, the French is the big movement. That the open letter is what has gotten the backlash well, that, attention. That, remember, because yeah. I think culture has a lot to do. with Oh it. yes, I know. I know it does. But this is, you know, we're global now. The internet is yeah. going. Geography so doesn't make any the, difference. Their, their conflicts on sex and sexism manifest differently in France. Okay. Well, I want to get you guys their, to their, their race manifests differently. Well, yes. I, I, and here's the part where I said, you guys are about to hear a story where I said. Some people have regrets. Well, let's find out what they regret for Catherine. Catherine Millett, the author of the best-selling The Sexual Life of Catherine M., said women should just shout at men who harass them. First, just shout. <laughs> okay, second. Catherine Millett, author of a best-selling memoir and one of the movers behind the open letter by female writers and actors in defense of men's right to pick up women, has left many people bemused. Catherine herself hit back, claiming the campaign to counter sexual harassment was casting women as victims and the fragile prey of men. On December 2017, during an interview on the French radio France Culture, she came, claimed, I really regret not having been raped because I could show this is how you recover from it. <laughs> so she regrets. I would see your face. That's the big regret. It's a misstatement. Hey. That's, a, that's on her bio. That's a the problem story. with all of these things is that they blend the issues. Why does why does the issue have to be defined? Uh, to move? I, I just, it doesn't. I don't take it I as being anti male. I don't take it as. I don't get it. I don't take it as being anti hitting on women. But again, I will state it for the record. I think it is wonderful that we as a society are forced to examine these issues. And have the discussion. I believe it's wonderful to have the discussion. Look, I'm literally. I had to read this. I said, "Let me go look at three or four sources just to make sure it's on Wikipedia, it's on her stuff." She is known, and and let me just say this, you guys. Let me just say this. I did. I know you would like to know this. This has no bearing on it. But ask me how many of these women enjoy posing in the nude. That's They're all like, French. <laughs> I'm just saying. They are French. I am not putting it. That has nothing to do with the story. I'm just they saying. French women. I feel their liberation for yourself. It's not, they're not United I, States women. Will you check that woman and she says, I have regrets. Go to France. <laughs> she has regrets. That she get you a woman. Rape so she can show you how to no, get over she's it. She's not going to take no shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm done, man. I'm done. No rating on this one. I'm out. Oh man, I had to read that five times, man. Five times. 
Remember, Can't this believe. is our week back, so it's going to be fun and lively. We have the whole week planned. We have the Quiet Storm tomorrow night. Right. Okay. The theme is beginnings. That's tomorrow night here at Pack Stereo from 8 to 10. And on Friday, we have the full Friday night agenda with a new start time. We're starting at 7.30, so the pre-show will be starting at 6.30 with the uh, the seven, the the whatever the programming is going to be at seven, the surprise. But the award-winning I Victory <laughs> will be there at nine o'clock, stream live to Facebook. All right, you guys. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of all that thing. And you know what we say: ain't nobody got our DNA.